Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Such an honor and a pleasure to be here with all of you. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yasirli amri wa hulal uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. So just a quick reminder I wanted to share with you ladies. Um, Subhanallah, Allahu Akbar. Um, when we think of the times we live in, uh, a lot of the times it's people share thoughts of this this era that we live in, post-modernity, post-truth. And it sounds all like doom and gloom, right? We feel like, oh my goodness, there hasn't been a time more horrible than the ones we live in. These, you know, we've got all these strange new things coming up, besides all the technological advances and the AI, the whole conversation around that, it can all become overwhelming. And uh, a lot of the times we think maybe this is the worst of times. But you know, subhanAllah, Allahu Akbar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us how to view whatever time we are living in, whatever moments we are going through whatever we're experiencing, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided for us in our qadr, how we are supposed to navigate through it, regardless of what's happening. And guaranteed, guaranteed, there has been darker times than what we are facing. Alhamdulillah. We have so much ease. We have access to so much. Um, there's more ease always being created but we tend to hyper-focus on what the difficulties are. And subhanAllah, the Rabatin's class that I'm teaching is on the Day of Judgment. And when I prepared for the class, I'm like, oh, this will be great, you know, we learn, uh, you know, teaching about the Day of Judgment. As I'm going through it, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. This is an intense course, right? It, it really puts everything into perspective. It keeps us akhirah focused. It keeps the, the destination right at hand, right? And then everything that we get hyper-focused on becomes not so significant. So, so why is it, you know, that we go through so much in life? Why are we tested? What is happening? Like, what is the whole purpose of all of this? Why do we need difficulty? Why can't we just all be happy and joyful, and then get back to home, get back to Jannah. SubhanAllah, it's such a beautiful reason. It's so powerful. And the answer lies in the Qur'an. No matter what your journey is, or what your relationship is with the Qur'an, every moment, every day, is a moment to begin to become closer with these beautiful words of Allah, Kalamullah. So when I, when I ask people, what's your relationship with the Qur'an? How do you view the Qur'an? You'll get a numerous array of answers. People will say, well, it's a guidance book, right? It's a book of stories. It's the word of Allah. All these things are true. But what is your definition of what the Qur'an is for you? When we think of it as just one of those things, it's a book of guidance, right? So it's a book I'm going to put on the shelf. When I feel like I'm lost, I'll pick it up for guidance. So it only plays that one 
very limited role in your life. It's not a relationship, right? It's just something I need, I'll pick it up. If it's just a book of stories, when I feel like I want like a nice story to sit down with, I'll pick it up, I'll read it. Or if I want a lesson every now and then, I'll pick it up, I'll read it. But it's not a relationship, right? It's just there when I need it. When I, I need a feel-good story, I'll pick it up, right? Or it's a criterion from right or wrong, al-furqan. It can be that too. But if it's just that, then when I'm confused, I'll pick it up and think, well, what's the right way? And then I'll put it down. It's not a relationship with the Quran. It is so important to develop a relationship. What is a relationship? It's two ways, right? It's something you give into it and something you give out. It's something you nurture, not only daily, but all day. It's something you think about, you long for. It's something that feeds you and helps you grow and to become the better part of you. This is the Quran. It's so powerful. It's so beautiful. So what does Allah say? In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 214, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do you think that you will enter Jannah, paradise, while you have not been visited by difficult circumstances like those that were faced with people, like people before you. They were afflicted with hardship, suffering. They were so shaken that they came to the Prophet and those who believed with him. And they said, when will come the help of Allah? Can you imagine and maybe some of you or most of us have experienced a moment in our life where we're just like, you know what? Ya Rabbi, I can't take it. I can't take anymore. Where is Allah's help? When will it come? When will this hardship be lifted? Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? And Allah says, Then they were comforted. Behold, the help of Allah is near. And we hear this verse a lot of the times and we're like, okay, the help of Allah is near, but I've been in this situation five years, ten years. Or a lot of the times it's like a week and we get exhausted from it. We're like, where is the help of Allah? And we read these verses, but we don't actually reflect on them, have a relationship with them and understand and sit with our moments. What is Allah asking of me? Now, in the beginning, I asked, what are tests for? Why do we need to be tested? And I think I've mentioned this before. I don't like the word test because I don't like tests. I know I just took finals in Rabat classes. That was <laughs> challenging enough and it came right after Ramadan. So we're like on a high and then all of a sudden our teachers emailed us, classes are back. Guess what? You have finals. I was like, oh my goodness, here we go. Right? SubhanAllah. I don't like tests. So instead, I'd like us to think about these challenging moments as invitation to Allah's presence. It's just Allah tapping on the shoulder, saying, Habibti, I miss you. Where are you? We haven't spoken. You've gotten so busy in your life. I love you and I love hearing from you. That's how we should see our trials, right? Those invitations to Allah's presence. Because guess what you're going to be doing in those difficult moments? Inshallah, inshallah, we're amongst those who turn to Allah, who beg Him, call out to Him, knowing that the one who put you in that situation in the first place 
is the only one who can take you out. They're also beautiful to view as opportunities for growth. Right? Okay, Yarabi, what do you need from me? Here I am. This is challenging. I don't know how to navigate this. I'm confused. I'm lost. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I need you. What are you asking from me? Let me react and act in a way that would be pleasing to you. And so it becomes an opportunity for growth, an elevation of your rank. And that's what these moments are for. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you don't, did you ever think you're not going to be tested because people before you were tested or people before you were given these opportunities? Did you not think you were going to be given these same opportunities? These moments are to see where our faith is. Is it just lip service? Ya Rabbi, I believe in you. I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a mu'min, a heavy man. I'm good. I said my words, you know, and I'm here. I'm at your door. Is it lip service or is it something? Has our iman seeded itself in our heart where it becomes a part of our essence? That we have actualized it, that we live it, we breathe it, we walk it. So that it's so apparent, externally, internally. That's what these moments are for. And it's not so Allah knows who the believers are and who are faking it, who the hypocrites are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knows. But the most beautiful thing about it is Allah is showing us where we are. Habib, do you say you believe in me? Do you mean it? And not only is he showing us where our faith is, once we see it, Allahu Akbar, when you see your strength of faith, that you didn't think you could get to this point, that you didn't know how powerful your faith was, it increases it and the depth of it. It's all for us. It's all for our benefit. That's all this is. The things we are asked to go through. Right? We're not in control of any of it. Where you were born, who you are, what life circumstances you went through, who you marry, who your kids are, how they'll turn out, how much money you have, how beautiful you are, none of it. We have zero control. We think we do. We try to control it. We have zero control. It's all in Allah's hands. And guess what? It's already been determined. It's, the book has been written by the greatest author, the one who has your best interest at heart, has only khair, goodness, written for you. And we just run through our story, our journey. The only thing we have control of is our response, our reaction to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to bear. And he doesn't leave that as a surprise either. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 153, O you who believe, seek help through patience and prayer, sabr and salah. Sabr and salah. Now, sabr is always translated as patience. And patience to me, the way it's used in our current times, how we use the English language, 
Sabar is like when you're going down a roller coaster and you're like hanging on for dear life, you know? <laughs> That's how it's viewed, right? I'm like, this is how I go down a roller coaster. I don't ride them. I don't really like it. But that's sabr, like you're holding on and you're holding your breath and you're like, it's going to end. I'll be there in a minute. That's not sabr. <laughs> that's not even enjoyable. That's not even, right, you don't even want to go through that. That's a very small component of sabr. Sabr is something so much more beautiful. It's perseverance. It's endurance. It's not losing it in the moment, but getting through it with beautiful grace. That's sabr. So amazing. May Allah make us of the sabirin, but not test us to get us there, right? Not give us too many invitations, just a few, right? And Allah says, seek help. That's where help is. He's telling you where it is. In that beautiful perseverance, I'm not going to lose it. There's a beautiful book of Ibn Allah, the Hakam. These are, these are uh, quotes from filled with wisdom. If you haven't read them, read the book. Uh, there's many books on his wisdoms. Ibn Allah great scholar. And he said to everything that you're asked to bear, there are two responses. And this is so beautiful. I must have read this numerous times, but it's such an impact on me when I was preparing for this. He said you can respond in two ways, either with anger anger and frustration, or with sabr and salah. There's these two responses. So something happens, you know, a'udhu billah, your house burns down, right? A'udhu billah, may Allah protect us all. And you could respond with, you know, why me? How come? I'm a good person. I did everything I was supposed to do. And then a'udhu billah, get angry at God. A'udhu billah, may Allah protect us all. And you know, I used to see this response all the time. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this is a normal response. They're just upset and they're okay. But this is actually a window into human nature that we typically go in these two directions. And may Allah protect us all. May we never get angry. But it can happen. You know, it can happen. And anger is the first response. The second one that we can choose is this one, sabr and salah. You know, your house burned down and you just sit for a moment and you say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. To Allah I belong. And to Him I return. And a lot of the times people say that and they'll remind you, just say inna lillah, just say inna lillah. You know, you got afflicted with something, it's okay. But when you sit and reflect on what that means, you know, my house burned down, but I belong to Allah. And Allah is the owner of all homes. He's the one that gave me that one. He's the one that opens the door to all bounty. He owns everything. I have access to everything if I just ask. You know, Ya Rabbi, I belong to you. I'm coming home to you. And it's not something I'm coming home to in the Akhirah. Allah is here. He's right now with us. He never left us. Ya Rabbi, I belong to you. I'm right here coming back to your arms to find comfort, security, peace, and safety. Because what is that initial response when that happens? Fear, right? Allah says as we go on, Ayah 154, 
Do not say of those who are slain in the way of Allah that they're dead. Instead, they're alive, but you don't perceive. Surely, we will test you with a bit of fear and hunger. Fear is the first thing Allah said. Because that's usually our first response, right? What is that flight or fight response? Flight. Fear. First thing we're going to feel when we get that, that beautiful tap on the shoulder, that knock at our door, that invitation. Initially, we're going to feel fear. And then there could be hunger, loss of wealth, loss of life, and loss of fruits, fruits of everything, right? Fruits could be anything. Could be love, could be emotions, could be food, could be anything we have. And then Allah, after he says all of that, you could lose it? Subhanallah, Allah, how beautiful. Allah's not like even saying, calm down, relax, take a deep breath, which is probably what we need to do. He says, give them good tidings. Wabashir, right? What? Allah said, give them glad news. We just lost everything. We're, we're just sitting here afraid, shaking in our boots. And Allah said, give them good news to the ones who chose that response of sabr and salah. So he's encouraging us, teaching us, moving us to the correct response. Give them good news. The ones who persevered, who endured, who kept going. Because sabr is an action. It's a verb. It's not a noun. It's not something we just sit and be, put our seatbelt on and hold our breath, right? And be complacent. It's something we move forward with in a direction into Allah's arms. And then Allah says, who are these people of sabr? What do they look like? Ya Rabbi, how do I become one of them? How do I get there? And he goes on. He says, who, when a suffering visits them, they say we belong to Allah and to Him we return, right? Inna lillahi wa inna rajiun. But the verse doesn't stop there, the verses. A lot of the times we stop there and we say, okay, inna lillahi wa inna rajiun. I belong to Allah, I'm going back in His arms. He doesn't stop there. He says, on them, Allah is going to send salawat and salam. Can you imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends salawat on you? And so I need to speed up here a little bit and finish up. So Allah sending salawat on us. How encouraging. I'm going to continue and persevere because Allah is sending salawat on me. And in Surah Ar-Ra'ad, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And those who observe this beautiful sabr to seek the pleasure of their Lord and they establish salah. So, you know, Find your strength in salah. A lot of the times we get overwhelmed with what we're going through. We can't even move to make salah. Drag yourself there even if you're crawling. Salah is where you're going to find the answer to the healing that you need. Do it secretly, openly. And Allah says, for them is the ultimate abode in Jannah. And guess what? Not only will you go to Jannah, but your fathers, your spouses, and your progeny. Who do we want? We want to see our ancestors there. Our spouses, our families, inshallah, all of them and our children. Ameen. And angels will be greeting them, saying, Salamun alaykum. Peace be upon you. For what? For that beautiful sabr. The angels will be in awe. How did you do it? Like sabr. 
That's just a crazy concept. It's intense. You endured, you persevered, you didn't get angry with Allah. You held your tongue when you wanted to scream out and lash out. You didn't do it. Musa salam, when he was told by Allah to go to Fir'aun, right, because Fir'aun has transgressed, and speak to him softly in Surah Taha. Uh, I teach this class on reflections of the Qur'an. Uh, such a beautiful gift and a blessing for me. So, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Inshallah, inshallah, uh, registration for the summer session. So I'm going to plug a little commercial in here, commercial break. But in this, the summer session for Ribat uh, Academy has started. You can go on there, register for the classes. It's absolutely a beautiful journey, reflections of the Quran. And I feel like I benefit more than the students do. Allahu Akbar, alhamdulillah. But we dive into these surahs and we reflect on these verses. In our last class in the spring, we went through Surah Taha. And it's so powerful about Musa al-Islam. And a lot of the times we think these are prophets, right? They, they, Allah has given them superpowers. But guess what? Allah has given you superpowers. And not only were they prophets, they're human. So Musa al-Islam, powerful, strong prophet, high-ranking, spoke to Allah alayhi salam. He said to Allah, Ya Rabbi, you want me to go to Fir'aun? Like I just killed a man? And I ran, I flee from, I'm a fugitive, right? If I go back there, I mean, first of all, he raised me as a son and I ran. I didn't send him a text message. I didn't call. <laughs> I didn't tell him, hey, dad, like I accidentally murdered somebody. I'm kind of scared. I'm going to run. <laughs> no information, nothing. And by the way, he's kind of scary. And Musa al-Islam is like, you want me to go back there? Can I have a buddy? Like, can you send me my brother for help? Even Musa needed help. We need help. Ask for help. It's okay. You don't have to go it alone. Allah's like, okay, dude, relax. You can take Harun with you. But go to Fir'aun. You got to do this. It's no choice. And by the way, when you go to Fir'aun, be kind. Be nice to him. Speak good words. This most vile human being, Fir'aun, right? He's the worst human being on earth. And Allah said, be kind. Be nice to him. Speak kindly. So Musa's like, our Lord, we fear he will hasten against us. He's going to rebel. Like, he's just going to kill us. There's no way around this, Ya Rabbi. This is just not happening. <laughs> How many times have we talked to Allah in that way? Like, I can't do this. This is way too much. And Allah says the most beautiful thing in Ayah 46. He said, don't be afraid. First thing, don't be afraid. Fear, right? Flight or fight. Fear is our first response. And Allah said, Habibti, don't be afraid. I am all la takhafa innani ma'akum. To them too, Fir'aun, uh, to Harun and Musa al-Islam going to Fir'aun, he said, innani ma'akuma asma'u wa ara. I am surely with you. I hear and I see. So you're not alone. Don't be afraid. You are never, ever going it alone. This helps inject that beautiful sabr in your heart. Because to have that kind of beautiful perseverance, we can't do it alone. We need Allah's strength and help. And He's right there. He hears us. 
he sees us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's given that gift to so many people in the Quran. Example after example after example. The mother of Musa, right? She had to throw her baby into the crazy Nile. And Allah calmed her heart. The people of Badr, they had to go against a huge army of their fathers, their brothers, their loved ones, and kill them, right? Go into battle. And Allah gave them the strength. He was with them. They didn't have to go it alone. You don't have to be a Sahabi. You don't have to be the mother of Musa, even though she, she was just an average person too. You don't have to be a prophet of Allah for Allah to be there with you, to extinguish the fear in your heart. May Allah make us of the sabirin, the people that can get through these invitations to his presence, the people who are elevated in those moments that we are trialed, that we feel we are overwhelmed and we can't take it. The moments where we are confused, we go to Allah, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Ya Rabbi, show me the way. Every single time he will say, Habibti, let me show you. Not only will he show you, you will witness his glory in every one of those moments. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. He will extinguish your fear. And a lot of the times on the outside, we see our loved ones suffering. And we're like, how can they get through it? How can I help them? This is just too much. But what you don't see is what's happening on the inside. Right? When we say Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil wa ni'mal mawla wa ni'mal nasir, Allah is the one I rely on, He's the best. He's the best. What's happening on the inside of that person you don't see when Allah gives them calm, calms their fears. You know, subhanAllah, and I'll end with this, I know I'm a little over time. Uh, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Um, a few months ago I went through a, a scary car accident, but Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, came out of it untouched. And it's just a miracle of Allah. And I remember the impact. And when you look at it, so many people are like, your car was total. That must have been horrific. It must have been crazy. And I try to go back and think about what happened. And I didn't black out. The minute of the impact, I felt nothing. Nothing. Allahu Akbar. That was Allah. There was nothing, no other explanation. And I witnessed it. I knew I got hit. The airbag went out. And subhanAllah, it felt like a pillow. It really felt like a pillow. And I felt this overwhelming feeling of comfort and calm. Like it actually felt like a hug. This airbag smacked me at like she was going 45 miles per hour full force. And I was almost at a stopped position the g-force or whatever they call that the impact and then i had like whiplash and god knows what else alhamdulillah alhamdulillah at that moment if i describe that moment it felt like a pillow i didn't feel it and a lot of the times they explain it science will explain it, it was shock shock sends endorphins adrenaline so you can get through the moment no 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 the explanation is allah allahu akbar and this is not just for me, it's for everybody. May Allah always bless us with that beautiful pillow of comfort when we get tapped on the shoulder, when we are asked to go through these moments. And inshallah, Allah elevates all our ranks, reunites us with our loved ones and all the people that have gone through these trials. 
May we rejoice in Jannah and talk about these beautiful moments as they are in the ultimate reality. Not just physics, but metaphysics. Because Allah is Lord of physics and Lord of metaphysics. And He can get you through it. He can make it feel like a pillow. And He can elevate your rank. And He can show you the strength of your faith because you have it. You'll get through it. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma salli Sayyidina Muhammad. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdik. Nashadu wa la ilaha ilaha. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayhi.